into the contest. It's Friday the 17th of September. Welcome to Afternoon Sport. Tim Gilbert here. And I'm joined by my great mate Shane Lee. Shane, um, now look, we're getting a bit aspirational. We've been locked up for a while. What's that first day out going to be like for you. I'd imagine knowing your penchant for the nightlife, it might last a while. <laughs> it might do, mate. But uh, I was on a WhatsApp group yesterday with some mates uh, locking in a beer on the 18th at the Buena Vista. And I was saying to the guys, it's going to be like, uh, you know, when a new iPhone is released and people sleep out the night before? <laughs> yeah. That's going to be me waiting at the pub door, mate. I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> like sleepy overnight for the 81 grand That's final. Right. What are you doing here? Oh, mate, just wait for the doors to open. Today on the show, we've got a guy who spends quite a bit of time in pubs and clubs. He's a funny, funny man. Brisbane comedian Chad Wicker and former Australian test cricketer Brad Hodge. Now, there's nothing like a healthy head of hair. Shane, when I first met you, those blonde flowing locks, well, they had a life of their own. Yes, Timmy. As they say, look after your hair and everything else will take care of itself. Now, I've got something for you too, Timmy, even with that silver fox look. It's called Main Hair Care. Oh, Main Hair Care. I know it. I absolutely love it. Yes, mate. Specialised men's hair care, targeting scalp conditions to stimulate scalp and over time improve growth. Oh, it's a fantastic product. It really is. I also note that it's all Australian, fully organic ingredients, Shane. Yep. Not only will you look good, but the scent is just wonderful. Main Hair Care. I'm going to get it on today. And that's spelled M-A-N-E, mainhaircare.com. So Ben Cousins, he's been in jail. We know his whole story. It's going to make a, a, a good miniseries or a movie, isn't it? But it looks like he's come back, Shane. Uh, and hopefully, look, I think we all hope that he's on the straight and narrow now. He's, he's going to go to the brown line. You'd really hope so, mate. Uh, an exceptional footballer. Obviously, has a lot of demons in his head. And um, and uh, to come back would be unbelievable. I know he's playing local footy, which which may have helped. But I, I remember doing uh, just a, a, a sort of, post-match sort of walk with Adam Gilchrist and Ricky Ponting years ago in Perth and there was this guy lying on a park bench and he just got up and sprinted off when he saw us and Ricky Ponting said do you know who that was and I said no he goes that that was Ben Cousins and I went oh, and I didn't realize then and, and Ricky said I think he'll be dead in a few years time and thank thank God he isn't but uh it's been going on for a long long time so hopefully he turns his life around mate because he was a very, very good footballer. Yeah, it's an interesting place, Perth and Western Australia, and mm. because there's been quite a number of stories, not to the extremes of Ben Cousins, but it's uh, it's in and around its sports people. It's quite parochial, uh, and it's not an easy place to live if you have been a superstar. So we wish him well. And, uh, you know, good news uh, that uh, they're trying to get 15,000 people in for the richest turf race in the world, the Everest, uh, in mid-October. Wouldn't that be unbelievable? A big mm. crowd, day at the races, uh, bring everyone back together and, and celebrate what's been a very, very tough period. Um, yeah, everyone gets to get dressed up as well, to dust the old suits off, mate, and, and clean the ties up and, and away we go. Hopefully they still fit. Hopefully I'm still a size 38. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, of course, the wink, stand, the wink stand will open as well. All right, coming up next on Afternoon Sport, we're going to have a chat with Brisbane comedian rugby league lover, Shad Wicker. Thank you. 
Time to talk a bit of rugby league, and we're getting down to the business end, aren't we, of course? And uh, Brisbane comedian, rugby league lover, Noah, the whole thing. Chad Wicker, how are you? Right, I'm feeling good, guys. I'm feeling even better because I owe you no money whatsoever, Tim Gilbert. Boom, boom. <laughs> yeah, that, 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 look, seriously, that was a good bet by you, and you, you stayed in good with the stepfather as well because South Sydney, you went with them to, to beat Penrith, and they got the job done, and it's really set the competition on its head. I love this. I think it's, uh, I mean, it's really ruined my before the year um, easy money bet, which was going to be Penrith versus Melbourne in the final. But I, I, I think it, this Panthers-Eels uh, game, two things about it. One, it's a damn shame that it's not going to be in Western Sydney, mm. um, that it's going to be up here in the north. Because, I mean, what a great final to have at uh, Bank West. Yeah. Eels and Panthers would have been absolutely unreal. But um, it's... This could be a good one to try and win or lose money on as well, I feel. Do you think Eels have a chance of beating Panthers here? Yeah, I'm happy to go out and limb. I'll have 10 bucks with you. I'll go Parramatta on, on, on the line just to beat them. Oh, that's okay. Just, okay. All right. Yeah, I'm happy to throw some coin at you. I am um, desperate to try and get a win. That's the other reason you're doing that, mate. Do you want to get back in the winners, sir? <laughs> yeah, I know. I've got to pay the school fees somehow. <laughs> the other big game, um, Shad, uh, obviously Roosters versus Manly. Uh, a lot of talk. Tonight. Tonight, yeah. A lot of talk about, obviously, Tommy Turbo last week and and he was totally shut down. But just read some stats on him this year. 15 games, five hat-tricks he scored, 25 tries, and 30 try assists. Undeniable. He doesn't normally have two bad games in a row. I uh, Yeah, I've, I've, I'd agree with that. I think um, here's what I'll go out. I, I don't know if this is going out on a limb entirely, but I don't, I don't think the Roosters are the kind of team at the moment that can shut him down. Mm. I think that after what happened in Melbourne, I don't think you're going to see a repeat. I mean, you're looking at a Roosters team that – very well could have lost to the Titans last week. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't know if they've got the uh, – there's just something about the Roosters at the moment that I don't think they've got that kind of grid at the moment that Melbourne has to be able to go, we're going to shut down this one player. And not to mention, like Manly still had two other players in the top five try scorers of the yeah. comp this year. So it was like they not only just shut down Turbo, but all their other options really kind of fell to the wayside as well. Mm. I'm going to say this crazy one here, Tim. We'll see if you go against mm. it. I think that mm. it's going to be Manly – and it's going to be 13 plus. Okay. Well, I, I'm not going to take you 13 plus, but I'll go another $10 and I'll say the Roosters just to beat Manly. All right. So I could be well out of pocket $20 by Monday, but I'm happy to go that just because I think that the Roosters this year have shown an, an amazing durability uh, to get through all their retirements, to get through the injury. And Victor Radley last week, they, they misfired completely. I mean, the Titans, you know, it actually was the best defensive game I've seen them play. So anyway, that's going to be a cracker tonight. Now, Shad, uh, what about Billy Slater? Um, a three-year deal tabled to him to be Queensland coach. He does have no experience. It sort of makes you wonder whether Wayne Bennett's done a secret behind the hand deal to, to be his mentor. I Yeah, it's going to be an interesting one up here. There's no whispers in Queensland. I know we get different kind of news feeds up here, but, but I, there's no whispers in here as to whether he's said yes or, or no yet. I know he's like really up in the air. I, I feel like that's what you need to do. You need to get a Bennett or even a Mal to come in and kind of transition whoever this next coaching staff's going to be. But I, I also wonder as well with Billy at the helm is like, will this, the Cameron Smiths and, you know, the, the boys from the big era come up and help out in this kind of game because we know that there's – it's not as nice between all those boys as it used to be. Yeah, gotcha. <laughs> to put it lightly. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, I, I don't like putting it, putting the team in a situation where it's hard for old boys to come up and be a part of camp because Cameron Smith's probably one of the – like you'd go Slater and Smith as the two 
guys you'd be like, these two are the kind of people you'd want in the sheds, especially at halftime after seeing mm. what's happened on the field. But you're right. I think I, I wouldn't be surprised. Here's my little sneaky one is that Wayne is either the mentor or because he's off contract, maybe he fills his time between the Brisbane team starting up. Now, Shad, I hear a little tale from last night in one of your comedy gigs. I'm actually glad you asked, Shane, because I think um, you'll be familiar with these kinds of people uh, that I was dealing with at the gig last night. I had a um, We had a, two tables of high-quality Gold Coast strippers come to the show. Mm. Yeah, so it was an interesting I was like having a chat with these guys on, while I was on stage. So I found out that apparently, like some of these girls, I was saying at the, at the clubs, they go, the deal with the club is they have to split the tips 50-50 oh. with the venue. Ooh. Isn't that nuts? Like 50-50? I've never met anyone that's gone to the strippers and been like, yeah, look, the boobs were great, but, God, the lighting was good. I'm, I'm really glad that half my money's going to the stage right now. <laughs> it's all those uh, – no, this is what I've heard. I obviously uh, wouldn't know from first <laughs> experience. But but but, 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 but it's, 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 not, it's, not, it's not Australian currency, is it? It's dancing dollars. So they, they can't really just put it in a second garter. Oh, um, did they do an impromptu show for you, mate? <laughs> oh, oh, I mean, look, it was kind of weird flipping the, flipping the scene, wasn't it? I was like, Jesus, you guys are down in the audience. I'm on my stage with my clothes off. This is a Interesting thing. <laughs> did you did you wake up this morning with all spray tan on your white shirt, Chad, or not? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, tell, I always wake up smelling of regret, though, so that's nothing different. So. Well, mate, uh, we're either going to be rich or poor come Monday. Enjoy the footies finals, and uh, we'll do it all again next week with uh, the greatest game of all, rugby league, when we have two prelims. No worries, mate. I can't wait to win that 20 bucks because I know where I'll be spending it. Coming up on Afternoon Sport, Melbourne Demons fans, they are daring to dream. They are one win away from a flag, and they haven't done that since the early 60s. Brad Hodge, former Australian cricket, is a massive Demons fan, and he's with us next. John O'Brien is a legend of Australia's beer industry. In 2003, he dreamed of producing a great-tasting beer that could be enjoyed by everyone, free from the ill effects of mass-produced wheat and barley. John began a brewing journey blending unique aromas and flavours offered by ancient grains such as sorghum and millet. He perfected recipes over time which have led to 40 local and international awards, including three gold medals at the Australian International Beer Awards, a gold medal at the Indies and a silver medal at the Beer World Cup. Proudly 100% Aussie-owned, made in Ballarat, O'Brien Beer is Australia's most awarded gluten-free beer and widely available around Australia through major retailers and online at rebellionbrewing.com.au. O'Brien Beer, the beer that loves you back. Well, how good is it to have the boy from some beads, Mantone, of course, former Australian cricketer and massive Melbourne Demons fan, Bradley Hodge, how are you? Tim, good morning, Shane. Yeah, good to be here. Mate, Hodge, you must be excited. But let's start, we'll talk about the Ashes in a minute, but let's start with the Melbourne Dees, mate. I know you've been a a lifelong supporter. You must be hugely excited, mate. It's going to be a big match. Yeah, mate, forget the Ashes. It's all about <laughs> next week. There's no doubt about that. Uh, look, I know you guys are up in rugby league territory and things like mm. that, but I know there's a lot of Swannies fans, a lot of GWS fans up there. But this week, it's, a, it's actually a real shame that, you know, the build-up and the excitement that's around the town about mm. the Melbourne Footy Club and the Western Bulldogs, for that matter, is that no one can actually enjoy it. <laughs> so, um, you know, we'll just have to have a, a party indoor and uh, blow some balloons up and throw some streamers around. But it's going to be exciting. It's um, it's an important day for our footy club. It's good mm. to get a, an old monkey off our back and, and, and hopefully that, the team can have some, some good success. It's 
got grey hair, that monkey, doesn't it? Really, like you, <laughs> 1964 uh, pounds and pennies and black and white TVs and and yeah, it, it's a long, long time. I was at that 2000 grand final and there was so much anticipation prior to the game and then James Heard just come out and, uh, you know, conducted a masterclass. But it looks like a different Melbourne Demons team. Max Gorn, Big Ned Kelly lookalike, he's leading from the front. Five goals last game. Uh, they look good. He's good, isn't he? He's, it's, he's well led. Um, it looks mm. like that, you know, they've brought some, uh, some good coaching staff in as well to help the youngsters along the way. Um, Simon Goodwin's got some good people around him. Uh, Max Gorn's led from the front and the midfield's been yeah. uh, unbelievably good. I was at that game as well, Timmy, and look, to be honest, she was pretty flat for two hours, wasn't it? But I was, mm. one of the games prior to that, I think it was maybe uh, 94 or 95, was when Gary Buccanara slid one through at VFL Park <laughs> and Jimmy Steins ran over the mark from 50 metres and he slotted it through from 35 in the prelim. Man, that was heartbreaking. So hopefully <laughs> Destiny can turn around and, you know, there's some good some good people and it'd be great to see Gary Lyon, a legend of the club, you know, hand over the cup to Simon Goodwin and Max Gorn if we can get the job done. Big time, mate. Now, I, think, I think you're right, Hodge. I think it's going to be one in the midfield like Petrarca, Huge X factor, um, Oliver. What a Oliver. beast, eh? Oh, what a beast, mate! And, and, and I, this it's like you in the middle of the SCG. <laughs> <laughs> While the game's on or off. <laughs> <laughs> so, Hodge, you growing up, mate, you had um, you used to have the late great Dean Jones uh, poster on on your wall. Which Melbourne D did you have on your wall, mate? It's interesting. I had a few. There was uh, well, Robbie Flower, of course, was the legend. Um, he was just untouchable. But I had a few random dudes actually. There's a couple <laughs> of guys. Uh, that played in the back line uh, when off back in the eighties, Alan Jarrett yep. and Shane Zantuck. Like, oh. really, they're they're not the most <laughs> high flying people in the Melbourne Footy Club. But then um, it sort of grew from there to Alan Jakovic mm. um, and also uh, Graham Yates, who had one of the best mullets going around for a back pocket <laughs> player. So, and also Brian Wilson because. When I first joined, like followed the demons, my stocky little body was pretty much close to his. So I found joy in that. So, you know, look, um, yeah, we've had some good players over the time and, and had our chances, but you just feel that because of the situation in Melbourne, mm. that the stars are going to align for the demons. Like, you know, it's been 50 plus years. Yep. And the irony that people actually can't go to the grand <laughs> final and watch it. Is just sort of it just lends itself to that fairy tale that it does, doesn't it? People are going to win, and no one's seen it in fifty years' life. Yeah, look, the whole story of the club for the past sixty years has been the tales of the unexpected. So you would, ex- you know, expect the unexpected. I love that. I love that the irony of that. If if they win, but it's it's not going to stop um, the the Redlegs fans from. Uh, doing whatever they possibly can. Th- those picnics that Dan Andrews is allowing now, they're going to be some fairly fired-up picnics. I'm now, pretty now, sure, Brad- Timmy, that picnic will explode into an Imola-style Ferrari <laughs> celebration uh, somewhere. Um, yeah, it'll be pretty cool, you know. Like, you know, we've seen some houses get – I wanted to paint my house, the fence, red and blue, but my wife wouldn't have it. But, I mean, that's what you do, right? There's nothing else to do at the moment. So, <laughs> it's like, let's just get involved, get amongst it. Hodgie, we'll talk quickly about the Ashes. Um, uh, England coming off uh, losing two series um, domestically this year. Uh, Australia hasn't played since, I think it's January 21. Um, a, how do you think we're going to go? Will Tim Payne be fit? And will Pat Cummins – 
be captain if Tim Payne is not fit? Well, it should be easy if he's vice captain. I guess that's a, a pretty good answer. Um, Timmy Payne, will he be fit or not? Oh, look, it's a hard thing if you have a spur in your back or your neck. Mm. It's, a, it's one of them things where it's difficult to actually come back from. But Pat Cummins, be interested to see him lead the Ashes, wouldn't it? He would yeah. certainly be a pretty good leader, I would have thought. But also difficult to bowl 30 overs Big a day. Time. Yeah, if, it's really... you're, uh, if you are a leader, um, last thing you want to be doing is worried about field placings deep into the fourth day after churning out 30 overs, so I would have thought. But that's probably why batters generally get the not over mm. bowlers, only because of fatigue, not that we're actually uh, you know, more skillful or probably got more brains between our ears. We, don't, we won't say that <laughs> at all. But the Ashes, yeah. Look, I, I just got the feeling it's going to be a real tight tussle, you know, like mm. – England, like like our batting, it hasn't nailed it yet. Um, their bowling group's pretty good, like ours. But I just feel whoever bats well is going to get the job done. Yeah, Justin Langer, can they keep the dressing room quiet, Brad? Uh, look, if, if it walks like a duck and quacks like one, it, it is one, and it's pretty obvious that they're you know it's not a settled shed. It's not, um, and it's, it's look. If you know the inside, it's been like that for a while. Um, but look, here's the thing, right? When you're involved in performance, your job's to get the best – your job's success, right? And that's victory. And it's really hard to keep that momentum up for a long period of time. Um, Justin Langer is a passionate dude. We know that. Um, mm. He's an intense dude. We saw that, you know, in his, sure. in his cricket, the way he played. Yeah. Even when you have a coffee with him, man, he's intense, you know? <laughs> So, you know, this is the, this is the thing. Um, and, and, look, that's the person who he is. And they brought in a great motivator in a, in a dark time of Australian cricket to be able to, you know, get that cultural space back on track. And he did that. Um, but now, you know, the course of time, when you're spending a lot of time with people over three or four years, it's about relationships and building those relationships. And obviously there's been a – the few that he hasn't been able to, uh, mm. you know, to to build or, or or a fraction. So now it's just a part of rebuilding that. The Australian cricket team's always good at that, mate. Like, let's be honest. Um, you know, we've had some fiery characters over the past that probably hasn't agreed with um, mm. City Hall most of the time. <laughs> and you know what? As soon as you cross that white line and you've got the baggy green on, all's forgotten and you just steam ahead and do your job and, and power on the victory. So what happens in the dressing room in these quiet times is not really – it's not that important. Um, we've got good leaders in Tim Payne and Paddy Cummins and, and, and Steve Smith and a number of other – good leaders that could actually just, you know, carry down on the field and, and and forget what's happened over this sort of dull period. Hey, Hodgie, I, re- I heard on, on good authority that the reason Tim Payne has got a, a, a pinched nerve in his neck, that someone in the team or a number of guys threw a number of knives at Langer's back and it went over his head and it hit Payne in the neck. <laughs> Is that true, do you reckon? Well, <laughs> it's either that or maybe. It could be that or it could be, it could be a Simon Cadditch and Michael Clark incident. Who knows? Oh, yeah. WWE <laughs> Test Cricket. I love it. Uh, uh, Brad, all the best with the Melbourne Demons, mate, and we'll have to get you back on in and around. Uh, we've got the weekend off in and around the grand final. Have a good one. Yeah, thanks a lot, guys. That's it for Afternoon Sport today. Make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen. A big thank you today to Shad Wicker and to Brad Hodge and our fantastic sponsors. Yeah, Main Hair Care. That's M-A-N-E, mainhaircare.com. 
go there and get some absolutely fantastic shampoos and conditioners. And of course, thank you to our wonderful producer, Mr. Dan McEwen. Of course, we'll be back Monday for your daily dose of sport. Have a great weekend, guys. Take care.